He had plastic bags wrapped around his shoes. He was covered with the evening news. He wow. had a pair of old wool socks on his hands. Wow. The bag wow, sign was flashing by below. It was killing me with freezing that. rain and spitting snow. He was curled hey, up behind this is, uh, some bar garbage well, cans. This is Wayne Highland. Hey. Yeah, we're on, we're on, Rob. Oh, sorry. Okay. Hey, this is a new episode of On the Floor with I'm Wayne Highlander, National Sales Manager, Bone Adhesives. And I'm Rob Johnson from Bone Training. Well, how you doing there, Rob? I'm doing great, Wayne. How are you today? I'm glad you asked because you never do. I'm doing fantastic. How is that beautiful wife of yours? Uh, she's doing wonderful. Yes. Has anybody, doing... uh, you know, I, you got to get a picture of her out there because I remember the first time I met Judy, I was like, nah, he's putting me on. I thought she was like a senator or something. That's why I remember. I met her in Oakland. Yes. We were doing uh, that I school. Rem- I remember it to this day. And yes. you brought in what, you know, look, you know, she could have been the mayor of the city. And you said, yeah, oh, this is my wife. And I was like, yeah, I'm sure it is. How did yes. you land her? That's that's the big question I get. I know what everybody thinks. And this is the, this is the truth. My, you know, Judy was an attorney. And uh, part of her job was... Um, she was a, a adjutant judge. So let's say if uh, if you were running down the street naked at two in the morning and you're out of your mind and they, they take you against your will to a mental hospital, and uh, well you 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 have rights, okay? You have patient rights. So what they would do is they would bring in the the, the attorney and they would bring, which was my wife and they would bring in the doctor and they would bring in a mental health advocate uh, that would you know speak on behalf of the patient. And she would either, depending on, you know, the, this person's issues, they would, she would, you know, put them on a seven-day hold or a three-day hold or force medication on them in some cases. That's not how she met me. Uh, Are you trying to tell th- everybody that you were the, the naked guy running down the street two o'clock in no, the morning? No, no, no. You know I'm never up that late. <laughs> but you asked how I was. I'm fantastic. I don't get a chance to fish very much. And uh, I actually had a phenomenal day this weekend fishing and I caught a bunch of bass which I'm thrilled with so doing well excellent uh yes yeah, so uh today we're going to talk about some of the changes in the industry and uh you know we're both a couple old guys now have been around quite a bit so I thought we'd talk about some of these changes you know some good some bad uh some things that really changed our lives and if you look at the trajectory of the uh, flooring industry you can look that word up later Rob um, you, you'll see that for, for years and years, it was just on a plane. You I know, thought not we much... weren't going to try new words on the podcast. Oh, that one I know. Uh, yeah. I uh, don't think yeah, I've ever heard you yeah, use that word. Yeah. Just don't ask me to spell it. Remember, we're not supposed to try to be smart on this. No, no. I'm, just I'm not us. To... Okay. So if you look at the industry over like 20, 30 years, what have you, you would see not a lot of technology, you know, not, not a lot of things change. If you look at back to the machinery, the techniques, the, the, the paper, the adhesive, all these things that we use today, not a, not a lot of new technology really. But if you look at the last 10 years and more specifically in the last five years, man, it is, a, it is unbelievable, the technology and some of the stuff that's out there right now. And uh, so we, well, let's talk today about some of the newest changes in technology. And I, I'll go ahead and start. I really think the biggest change in technology in the industry um, 
probably in my lifetime might be social media and the internet uh, and better communication. You know, guys in Georgia in a small small place in Georgia, you know, working in a small town where there's three three thousand people, can communicate to a guy that's working in New York with millions of people, and then get input from somebody in Seattle, and share share communication and share ideas and techniques. Um, Facebook and Instagram or Instagram, uh, tweeting and podcasts, all, all those things that have put so much technology in the guy's hands now. Uh, and I, I frankly, I think it's good for the industry. Um, I also think that if we look at Angie's list and, uh, cell phones and how, how that kind of hurts product productivity with the cell phones and Angie's list can be good and can also can, can hurt you. I think, um, if you look back, remember in the old days, Rob, how hard it was for, to get information. I mean, if you look, work with some of the old timers, I had a guy tell me one time, the more I tell you, the less I know. Uh, they were very guarded with the information. And uh, I think you said earlier in a, one of the podcasts that uh, uh, the rising ocean uh, rises all boats or something to that effect. You know, someday you and I will figure out how to say that correctly. Yeah. <laughs> You're you're right. We need to work never, on that. Yeah, I never uh, high tide. Right? Uh, no, I'm gonna forget about it. Something about a tide in boats. I went back to fishing. This, this is like we got to figure this out. This sounds like Tommy Boy. I can get a good look at a yeah. T-bone steak by sticking my head up. Uh, you remember yeah, that yeah. scene? Yes. You yes. couldn't get it right. Let's work on that for the next few podcasts. Yeah. That rising but, tide raises all boats type thing. Yes, type thing. I think I just did it. It might have been. Yeah. Put while you're ahead. We're going <laughs> to. But I, I really think that uh, I'm amazed by this technology. And what's, what's cool for me is I still have the same amount of passion for the flooring industry as I did when I first started. I love seeing what guys are doing out there, man. I mean, you look at what Lenny Hall is doing down there in Miami. And then you go up into Seattle and see what those guys are doing in, in, in different parts of the country and Ah oh, man, it's just it, it, I, I'm thrilled by it myself. I when I get home at night, I'm always trying to see what guys are up to and what have you. So, I think that's when we talk about technology today. I think we have to start with with the social media. Yeah, definitely. I remember saying to my kid when he started his business a few years ago, "Hey, are you in the phone book? Did you take a phone book ad out?" And I said it, of course, in front of the whole family. Even Rebecca was there, my third kid. Uh, the youngest one, I don't know if I ever mentioned her. She was there with the other ones, Emily and Bum. And I said, you in the phone book? And he said, Dad, when's the last time you saw a phone book? And that's when I felt a 100 years old, man. I was like, yeah, I don't know. I, and I looked at Pauline. I said, do we have a phone book or did you loan it to Wayne or where is our phone book? She goes, we, we haven't had a phone book in years. Yeah. Well, I mean, do you even have a phone in the house? I mean, we don't even have a phone in the house anymore. No, I had cell phones. I kept the landline. Does Pauline still have the burner phone? <laughs> it cost me nineteen ninety five. Isn't that the one oh. you give to the seniors, the senior citizen ones? It's the same thing. Are you saying that Pauline's old? No, oh, no, 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 no. She's just, not gonna like no. that. Oh boy, I wouldn't even go there. You're not you gonna me? like that, Wayne. Ah, Jesus. All right, Rob. So. uh Let's talk about some more stuff. What, uh, what, what, what change have you seen? One of the big changes I've seen, I think, in the industry in the last 20, 30 years is training. 
how much training is available? I mean, you know, the bonus training, we have the two-day schools, the four-day schools, but, you know, they have the NWFA. There is so much training out there. And Bona does so much training, individual training, training at uh, job sites, training at distributors, where, you know, back when you and I were in, I never remember seeing the training that's available to people now. No, that's very true, man. And, and um, did you again, ever, I, did you ever take any training? Did you ever do any training when you were contracting? Yes. Um, matter of fact, um, I went to every NWFA school they've ever had. From the, from the beginning to the expect inspectors program, uh, all the way down the line, everything in between. I've gone to the expert class many times, and I've gone to uh, I certainly went to Bona's class twice, two times before I uh, went to work for Bona. Um, so yeah, it's uh, you know I, I I put it like this: education and tools have always made me money. I've never I've never had a problem buying tools. Uh, if I could see that it would would make me money, I'd buy it. And um, yeah, the same thing with education. If uh, if it was going to benefit my progress and what have you in this trade, and make me money and make make jobs go quicker, whatever, I would one hundred percent get involved in it. So yes, I'd say yes for that. I never did. I never did. I never thought that I would need training. I said, oh, you know, I've been trained by the best, fourth generation. You know the story. I've heard you tell my story many times. I just can't believe how wrong I was by not attending some of the training that was available. But really, the only training around back then was, uh, I think, a NOFMA school. They had once or twice a year and one or two NWFA schools. Nothing like what we see available today, especially how we bring the training to you now. I mean, you know, before you had to travel someplace to do the training now. You, know, you just stay, you, you can stay home. There's plenty of training around. No question. Um, and it's, you know, this, the, the younger guys are, are, are open to, to learning. I think, you know, if you, if you give it to them in the right format and uh, I, I think it's refreshing to see, I'd love to see more younger kids getting into the trade. Um, but uh, you can, you can take your learning curve, man. It was so hard to learn in the old days. Cause you know, every job was so important. Where were you going to experiment? Where were you going to try something new? Uh, but it's all out there now, uh, and and guys communicate. And uh, like you said, your training is 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 been fantastic. So, um, I'll say also to me that some of the new uh, technology, the things that have changed in the industry, is is uh, the dust containment. You know, you remember back in the old days, if you were the edger guy, you breathed a lot of dust that day. You know, you go home and do I remember one time talking to a designer. She came in and she's going over colors and stuff. And one of the guys, one of the apprentices that was with us sneezed. And when he sneezed, he sneezed into his shirt. And, uh, you know, after breathing dust and everything and whatever. And I thought, yeah, man, that, that just looks all bad. Um, so, uh, you know, now. So wait, wait, can, wait, 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 wait. The guy who worked for you yeah. in front of a customer sneezes into his shirt. Yeah. He thought that would be well, a good idea. Well, I'll put it like this. When I when I worked for my uncle, all I did was edge all day, hand sand, and scrape corners. That was it. And and we never had knee pads. Back then, we didn't use knee pads. I mean, you know, we didn't have dust container. We didn't have, uh, you know, he never gave us, uh, a, basically, he was trying to kill us. We had no uh, dust mask or what have you. 
And I remember one day I came up to him and my knees, after about nine months, my knees were killing me, you know. And I never went to a distributor with him. You know, I never I never talked to other floor guys. And I, I told him one day, I said, hey, Stan, uh, you know, is it possible that I get some knee pads and my, my knees are kind of killing me right now? And he looked at me in disgust and he says, look, what are you, one of those kids that wants to live forever? I mean, we just didn't think. And I remember him putting a table saw in the living room on a, on a carpet and, and making rips with a table saw. I mean, that industry is leaps and bounds further ahead than what it was. And, and a lot of this is not only is it good for the customer's job site and all that kind of stuff, of course, you know, we want to leave the, the house. We want them to have a good experience, but it's for your own health as well. And uh, the dust containment, I mean, bonus came out with some, you know, many different types of vacuum cleaners and vacuum systems. And, and um, if you look at what it costs, uh, versus not using it, uh, especially when you add in the health benefits and what have you. To me, it's a no-brainer. I also had uh, we had I had the same kind of thing on a job one day. We were we used to pull a lot of moisture cure finish, and man, oh man, that stuff was just the worst stuff in the world. And one day I said to an old timer, "Should we be wearing a mask or something?" And he said, "No, no, 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 you dummy. That's why you need to start smoking." He goes, "You start smoking, it burns all that out of your lungs." Just didn't make sense to me, so you know, I didn't do it. But that's what the old timer thought. They would, they would light up, burn all that out of their lungs. It's amazing what some of the old timers were telling us to do. You know, and you know, you, yes, you got to be tough. You got to be tough. You got to be tough, right? I mean, that's the, you know, you you taught that ingrained in you, and that's that's all fine. And yes, you do, but you also got to be able to work smart. And uh, you got a family you want to go home to and kids you want to be around for a long time. So uh, these things are important. The low VOC finishes, I think, are another one. Technology where, um, you know, you look at it, people wanting green floors and they talk about VOCs and that type of stuff. And I actually think I'm going to give Bona a shout out. I think we really led the, the industry in a lot of ways uh, with education, with dust containment, with the low VOC finishes. Uh it's just, uh, you know, now it's, it's, it's everyday stuff now. But if you look back in the old days, uh, it was a long time in the, in the making. The other thing, too, with, uh, you know, you say Bona leading the way, just the changes. I know you mentioned the vacuums, but the equipment changes, too. Uh, the new Bona Belt HD, the power drives, what we were talking about before. I mean, there's so many... How about the track saw? Who makes that track saw? I know my son has one, and he just swears by that. Yeah, the, the Fest tool. Now there's been some other ones. Milwaukee makes one, and I believe uh, Makita makes one as well. But yeah, I mean, yes, and you can still do it the old way. You can absolutely fat. You can make your own. We used to call them fast saws, or uh, uh, instead of festival saws, fast saws. We'd make our own, and you can certainly do that. But you don't have the dust containment, and you can't get as close to the wall, and just the amount of time that saves off of, off, off of the jobs. Uh, working smart, man. You know, another big change I've seen is the difference of the contractor himself. I, and I'm, I look at just my son and my dad and myself. Okay, we were, I don't know, we were pretty good, but we were grinders, you know. We, we just did a lot of... I know I say this on a lot of podcasts, 4080, satin poly and bad lighting and moving on to the next. And this new generation of uh, 
floor guy, they're craftsmen. They are embracing the craft. So I see this moving more into a craft business and less of a service type business. And I mean, I look at the work that my son does. There is no way. He is so much better at this than I ever was. Uh, it's amazing, but it's his generation. I, you know, I did a school in Boston and uh, I knew a lot of their dads and everything. And they were kind of like me, you know, grind them out, grind them out. And I've done schools now with that second generation, their sons. And they are embracing the craft. It's amazing how they embrace this, treat it as a craft with the colors and the textures. So, Rob, you're, you're right about the younger guys. Um, I was at a convention not too long ago, and Steve, Steve Young with Young Brothers out in Colorado. I mean, this guy is showing me his work and his setup and his, and his shop and the things that they're doing. And I think, man, this guy's so young. And these guys are putting out some, such fabulous work. If you look at, look at uh, Jason... Um, with uh, Jason Mack out there at Big Oak Floors in California, and he's a second-generation guy. I mean, the job site that these are on, and 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 you look at the cost of these jobs now. You know what this wood is: sixteen, eighteen bucks a square foot they're putting in, and and uh, the you know ceruzing the floor, and all these different high-end techniques, and and uh, iron acetates, and 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 what have you. And Jeff Jeff Rose out in Mansion Hill in uh, Covington, Kentucky. He's kicking the boundaries out, man, of what can be done with floors. You're talking about burning floors and uh, the systems he's using. And just, I'm amazed by it, man. I think this new technology is fantastic. And I love to see guys, you know, changing the game, man, and coming out there and LED lighting and floors and, and all these different techniques and stuff that uh, we didn't used to see years ago. I think it's great for the industry. And this is a dying art. You know, with more and more pre-finished floors, the more that floor guys can... Can, can come out with unique looks that you can't buy off a shelf, I think is good for, for all of us. Yep. And I, I got it. If we're talking about changes in the industry, I got to give a shout out to Tom McNeil here. He's going to love what I'm about to say, but even the changes in abrasives, you know, when I saw that Bona coming from sport or, you know, coming into Bona, when I came in, I'm like, Oh my God. You know, why do we need three or four different color sandpapers? That's insane. Until I started to work with those three or four different colors and the different mineral blends and what we can achieve with different cuts using our diamonds or our green paper or the blue paper. I mean, just the changes that they've made in sandpaper to keep up with the equipment now. You know, I mean, the old sanders, they ran... 1250 with about 60, 1250 RPMs with about 60 pounds of head pressure. Now we have machines that are spinning about 2400 RPMs with 110 pounds of head pressure. We needed to change abrasives. Abrasives just couldn't keep up with it. So, I mean, just the, the change in abrasives and what you can achieve with our different abrasives, is uh, it amazes me. Well, and that goes along with the milling of the floors, too. I mean, this, the old sanders used to set up to be cut heavy on the right side, right? The old drum sanders. Uh, the milling isn't what it is today. In some ways, you can thank Pergo for that. <laughs> some of these European mills. But the milling is better. And, uh, you know, what you used to have to start off with 36 grit, sometimes you can hit it with 80 grit uh, on some of these engineered floors. So, yeah, and even engineered floors. I mean, you look back in the day, we didn't have these these products that you could put 
you know, a 14 inch, 16 inch floor and, and, and feel real good about it and put it in, in, uh, you know, in, in below grade and stuff like that. So I think that another, you have to talk about the flooring itself. Um, I, I'd be remiss if I didn't talk about the adhesives and you, and you know that I would. Oh, we uh, were all waiting for it. <laughs> when you know, is the national adhesive sales manager? Is that, yes. did I say that right? Yeah, you got it right. National yes. Adhesive Sales Manager. When is he going to talk about the sticky stuff? Yes. Go Back ahead. Days, Let's hear it. Two o'clock in the afternoon, your arm would be falling off your shoulder, you know, with the heavy urethanes and what have you. And, and uh, you know, praying that you didn't get any left out on the floor. Now you can just come back and they're so much easier to spread the silane adhesive. Um Bonus adhesive that you, you get it on a pre-finished floor and, and you, you don't see it for two or three days. You still easily wipe it right back off. Tenacious holding power, sheer strength, uh, tensile strength. I mean, the game's changed. Technology's changed. Uh, so I, I think you have to embrace these things. Uh, social media, I think some of the old, older guys are afraid to get into social media. It seems daunting if uh, guys our age, Rob, um, it's it's amazing, you know. I, I talked to a guy one time, and and uh, he built his business really quick. And when I talked to his competitors, they would say, "Gosh, I, I don't know where this guy came from." I mean, uh, in no time at all, he he become one of the biggest guys here. He's got twelve vans on the road and what have you. And finally, I got to meet the guy. And he's a young guy. He's unassuming. Maybe I say he's young. Maybe he's late thirties. And I asked him, "How did you how did you build this so fast?" And with a wink and a smile, he said, "The internet." is a very powerful tool and uh, knowing the internet, knowing how to use social media and that kind of stuff. Like you said, that's how customers are getting hold of you now. No one's got to yell pages anymore. You've got to be engaged now. Uh, I think Bona's done a great job on some of our literature and our websites and Instagram and Facebook and different things that we put out there for guys. Uh, so I, th I think it's the future. There's no question that it is. I think it's exciting for the trade. Uh, I, th I think the sharing of knowledge is exciting for the trade. And, and um, it's also, like I said, guys, floor guys want to come home and see what other guys are doing all the time. And, and uh, it, it gets them excited. And, and I think it raises everybody's, I'm not going to say raises, high tide raises boats. I'm not going to go there. I'm not going to do it. Come on, give it a I'm try. Gonna, we thought no, about it. No, come on, I, try I, it. No, I, yeah. I, I, I'm over that. The rising tides lifts all boats equally. Oh, that's it. I don't think it is. Oh, now see, now you deflated me again. But what I, I think it does, I think it, it, it elevates everybody's game. And I think it makes the community tighter. I think these guys enjoy talking to each other and, and giving each other a hard time and what have you. And uh, So I, I think it's the change in the industry. Uh, I think it's exciting. I, th I love to see where it's, excuse me, where it's going. And um, we didn't talk about one of the biggest changes, though. What's that? I, uh, well, we talked about some big changes. The stories that I hear from my kid, from guys in school, about today's customers. Yeah, I would agree with that. My son came over to the house about a year ago. He came over to the house, and he throws his stack of papers, his stapled pack of papers on the table, and he goes, you got to see this. I start to thumb through it, and I go, what the hell is this? He said, it's a contract that the homeowner wants me to sign. They, they looked at all the products that he was going to use, downloaded all the information from those products, and wanted him to sign the contract. 
I said, no, that's got to be, that's right up there with some of the craziest stuff I've ever heard in my life. But doing the classes, doing the trainings and everything, it is amazing the lunatics that I hear about that people are dealing with where before, I don't know about you, but people were just kind of happy that we were there taking care of their floors and getting out of their face. Where now, I don't know, it seems like there's a, not all of them. You know, I think I think 99% of the people are great. It's that 1% that just makes you wonder. And the internet, like you said, it can be great, but sometimes it can be a curse. People start reading on the internet, and next thing you know, everybody's an expert. Yeah, and I, I don't know if the customers have gotten tougher. We just hear about them more uh, because I think that's always been there. But I do think the expectations of now uh, are, are higher. Uh, there's more, I mean, we've all heard the stories where, you know, you, you start the job on Monday and then Monday night, the homeowner's on the internet. By the time that you show up on Tuesday, they're experts. Uh, so that, that has, you know, made the, made it a little more difficult, but you know, we talk about it in the school. We talk about expectations, uh, what you will and what you won't do. And I think communication, you know, is so important in this job. I've seen great mechanics. I mean, really superstar mechanics that were not good communicators and it ran, they ran into trouble. Uh, and I've seen the other side. I saw guys that weren't so, you know, weren't very, very skilled mechanics, but did such a good job communicating that, uh, you know, that their jobs went a lot smoother. So a lot of new stuff. Which one, which one were you? Bad contractor, uh, good communicator. No, I'll, I will say this though. Or were you good you know, and good? I, uh, uh, I, I used to hear guys say, you know, when we get done with the job, uh, you know, we would send the homeowner like a big bouquet of roses or something nice like that. And I used to think when I got done with the job, they should send me a bouquet of roses. Okay. Yeah. Uh, I, I knew and, you were you know going what? there with that. Uh, you know what? I was wrong. I, you know, I didn't, uh, you know, um, I wasn't a touchy feely type of guy. I, I did my job and, and I, and I felt like I, you know, I know we were good. We did a we did a great job. There's no question in my mind about that. But I, I didn't put myself out there like a lot of guys do, and I probably was wrong for that. You know, I probably you know you could have been more. Uh, you know, I know one guy sends magazine subscriptions to his customers or what have you. I, on the other hand, we stayed busy. You know, we never lacked for work. So maybe I was maybe I was all right. But I like some of the things guys are doing out there, and I it's because of that it's become more competitive in ways. And so I think that's why guys are, are looking at different angles and what have you. So. so thank you, Rob. Again, it's always a pleasure working with you and uh, your insights and what have you. So um, uh, this has been another episode of On the Floor with Wayne Highlander and Rob Johnson. Please stay tuned next week for another episode.